And we are live. Cast is back. The cast. Holiday Vortex cast. Yes, we're in the midst of the vortex. Deep, deep in it. Deep. deep. Yeah. So deep. We, Christmas coming up. When does the vortex, the holiday vortex end? I always said it's it's January 2nd. Right. Right, the day after. It's too much day. football on New Year's Day to like turn, well, shut off the valve. It's still technically a holiday. The You're calories still, like, are flowing. Yeah, There's very probably much so. still some leftovers of some kind. Well, you know, it's funny about you know joke. We joke about the holiday vortex, and I said it's it's a uh, Halloween through January second, right? But the funny thing is, people talk about the 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 phenomenon of that week that follows Christmas before New Year's, and how it's yep. just like the time space continuum is completely disrupted. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not as much school. Right. You know, there's usually, yeah, maybe, there's usually no school. No know? school. Probably have a day off, hopefully two days, three days, four days minimum. Like it depends on the person, but sure, sure. some combination of that. And uh, it runs through the second. Yep. So we got 12 days of carnage. 12 days of carnage. That's right. Speaking of carnage. Yes. Hit me with some carnage. That's what we is all need. There a cast? I wanted to be, I wanted to feel, you know, uplifted and positive. Is so there a cast jinx? Wow. The cast jinx. Like this, like the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yes, yes, yes. Or the, is, Madden, you know, or the Madden, the Madden or cover. Or the Madden too, cover. Right? The right, Madden jinx. The guys on the cover of the video game yep. gets hurt that year. Yes. Okay. Guys on the Cast cover, you. Sports Illustrated, torn ACL. Yep, kind yep, of thing, yep. Right? And with the success and then failures of both Coach Deion Sanders and now one Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets. I also I also anointed the Eagles about a month ago on the cast, and now it's like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I might have and thrown so, the whammy on them, too. So I've got to wonder, dude, is there a cast jinx? Wow. Are we capable of such voodoo? Would not surprise me. Wow. It's not looking good, Tommy. Cutlets had a he got dinged up and beat. And then he's I heard he's got some huge dispute or some dis- sort of not a faux huge, pas, but- right? About a public uh, public event that he wasn't gonna be able to go to because the, the asking price went up or something. Yeah, he like doubled the appearance fee on some right. pizza j- place. It's like it's not 10k, it's 20k now. That's quite gangster of him. Yeah, and then but there's also like I think you heard me wrong. I think I think you heard me wrong. Yeah. Funny thing about those is <laughs> another zero just landed on that number. I don't know where. It exactly. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, another one. It's growing. Oh man. Again, yeah, I guess he had some beef with the Giants because they were playing up the Italian angle so much and they wanted him to do like his top 10 Sopranos moments or something. He just wow. finally was like, enough of this. Wow, interesting. Interesting. I'm like, but at the same time, like you're selling Tommy Cutlet's t-shirts. Right. No, I mean like you're leaning like, into it a little. They're leaning into it a lot. So <laughs> then so it's like it's tough. It's tough to draw that line where it's like the Giants, you know, it's one of those things we kind of talked about earlier, right? The Giants he can exploit it all he wants, but the Giants can't. Right? Yeah. That's basically what it is, right? That's basically of the course. messaging set. If the Giants are exploiting it, then it's no good. If I'm exploiting it, then, it, you know, all bets are off. So I Yeah, and, uh, yeah, no, exactly it. Someone else can say something 
you can say, I could say New Jersey's a shithole or whatever because I'm right. born raised. Right. But if somebody else says it, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, course. it's the same thing. And we forgot to mention, of course, Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito, yes. Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas is Tommy DeVito. No kidding. Same name. Wow. No yeah. Kidding. So we like the obvious That's incredible. connotation. Well, I did missed. see. I did see a Goodfellas poster that was uh, updated for the Giants. And right. it was like, instead of being De Niro, Pesci, and Leota, it was uh, Saquon, Tommy DeVito, and his agent. <laughs> they, it's funny, they can't even get a third Giant. I know. It's got to be his agent, because There's they're no not good enough. They're like, we don't, we don't have anybody else. We don't have th- so it's his agent. Sean, <laughs> Sean Salato is the agent's name. <laughs> That's the agent thing. Oh yeah. man, you can't. I always say like God's the best writer. Oh, like you sure. could never no make this up. His no, name it is. Would feel, it would feel cliched if we if we. What if he has the same name? You know. Oh, it's crazy. As Pesci yeah. and Goodfellas. That's unbelievable. No, no, it's two no on the idea. nose. Two on right. the nose. We can't do that. Right, and like, did his folks know that? Right, because right. how folks... old is he? Is he old enough? He would be old enough for sure. He would be young enough. Yes. So that oh for sure he'd be young enough that his parents oh yeah that his parents could name by him seven after years. that character yeah for sure so wow. his parents absolutely could have named him that on purpose which would be even more meta mm-hmm. you know oh absolutely you're upset about the Italian connotations right and you're right. named after Joe Pesci from Goodfellas right. you're named almost <laughs> in, in one day and now I day. gotta know you're named that. In hopes that one day that could be exploited for gain. I'm trying to figure out if he was named. Named literally named after him. I can't find anything. Okay. On it yet. Well, I don't know. Seems like not. Not okay. as a, like there isn't a direct connection. But, well, all right, you know. so here's a question for you. So this is like semi-related, but it's a cultural phenomenon as well. Yeah. Like, is Jalen Hurts far enough away from the Fab Five that he received his name from his parents just because his parents thought the name Jalen was cool and is not part of the athlete generation who was literally named after Jalen Rose? Like I feel like Jalen and Shaquille. There's another. There's a. There's a lot of Jalen. One thousand percent. Jalen Rose from the Fab Five of Michigan. Yes. Caused a surge in the prominence of the name Jalen. No doubt. No doubt. Because he was the, cool, the coolest percent. guy on the coolest team. Yeah. In the absolutely. Early 90s, you know. The so most unique, the, na- like cool name. Right, so all the athletic-minded parents, yes, all the athletic-minded parents were having boys around that era. That was like such a prominent, but old enough to make the name popular enough where new parents might be like, "Well, I do like Jalen." Right, that's it. I just like that. Right, so that's what I was wondering. I was like, "It's interesting because there's definitely like secondary impact." Yes, there's because because for example, there'll be a kid named Jalen tomorrow who is named after Jalen Hurts. Or name just because that name is popular and has Jalen Ramsey, Jalen whoever, right? Um, yep. Without uh, any knowledge of uh, Jalen Rose or the Fab Five or anything like that, 
the right? Jalen generation. Exactly. I'm looking at the ESPN article. I mean, it's a fact. How his name, how Jalen Rose's name spread throughout the world of sports. Yep, yep, yep. And there's there's a bunch of Shaquille's too. I think there's a there's a Shaq on NBC News, Scott. Yeah. A young journalist who's like, you know, oh, yeah. like you like, you know how like when you first get into journalism, it seems like on like those major networks, your first gig is you're out on assignment. So something happens and you're at the event in person, right? Reporting back. There's a, I think his name's like Shaquille Brewster, right? Shaq right. Brewster, who's on NBC. Yeah. He's yeah. a reporter. And uh and I and me, as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh man, like his folks absolutely named him after Shaq. And there's there is there's a few Shaqs in pro sports too. And uh, but Jalen's the most obvious prominent version of that, you know. Oh no, definitely caused it all. I, I give all credit for every Jalen, the Jalen Rose. The Jalen generation. That's exactly even if it stuff. just like I said, they just made name Jalen because it was like a unique, cool, sure. flavorful name. Sure. He made it widespread enough to get noticed. Well, there's there's, there's so. lots of kids of every background with the first name Jordan now. You know, and that, yep. that was, you know, that was uh, a name, a first name, sure, but not a prominent, prominent one, you know, when we were kids growing up by any means. And now I feel like that's like a name. All over the place. All over the place. You know? What are the next ones going to be? I don't know. What's, what's Are we going to see LeBron's? It's interesting, right? You got to think so. But because that's a very unique name. But I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of them pop up yet. And he's been in pop culture. Let's be honest; he's been in pop culture long enough for there yeah. to be a, a Serena. There could be, you know, uh, he's been in pop culture. He's been prominent enough in pop culture long enough that there could easily be like a great LeBron who's a high school player at this point. But there's well, no we got Bronny, right? I mean, it's his Bronny, son, his but son, you know, yes. Got it. So speaking of which. Yes. Man, I've seen, you know, you go on Instagram and stuff and they just throw a ton of videos at you or whatever. Sure. But man, they they throw videos at me all the time of like young basketball players or stuff yeah, yeah. or basketball drill. Like they know sure. I like basketball. They, they crack the code on me. And of course, of course. Yeah, between the weightlifting and everything, bodybuilding, yeah. fitness, that. Oh, for sure. um, and man, we're going to see, and I think you're starting to see it already. Because there are kids who are now 10, 15, 20, right. who grew up with social media. Sure. Connected to the internet and the ability to see how guys like Steph train. Sure. The drills oh, that he sure. was doing, um, the footwork of Harden. Like, I don't like James Harden. Right. But he's top 10 most influential players of all time i think sure especially when you look at the modern nba the step back all of his footwork his weird euro steps and all this kind of stuff that looks like two and a half steps to me but like has been a there's a gentleman's agreement these things are all two steps and you look at every player and it's like they play like he plays for sure maybe it's because lebron's such a freak Right. That it's impossible to replicate his game. Right, 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 right. right. And anyone could replicate, you know, with enough reps, sure, anyone can replicate Harden's game because it's just shooting, yeah, right? And sure. stuff like sure. reps, reps, reps. But, man, I've seen videos of kids that are like 10 years. Dude, I saw a video of like a – I think he was 10 or 11. Okay. And his handle is right there with Kyrie Irving, dude. Yeah, I've I seen mean, that. 
yeah, I, I I I come across similar videos, and I'll I'll show um I'll show Beans right. Uh, I'll show my daughters and kind of being like you know because they're both playing basketball. Sienna and Beans are both playing basketball, and I kind of be like, these kids kids your age, and uh like here's here's how this works. Okay, the reason you can do that is because of hours and hours. Hour, I just that's all I see. Practice. I look at it I'm like, oh, Endless there's practice. twenty thousand hours. Endless and this practice. already at the yes, kids ten or eleven. Already. I'm like, this kid's handle. He's got a battle hand, better handle at eleven than like Clyde Drexler had on the Dream oh, Team. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Right? Like There's Hall of Famers, Hall, Hall of Famers, who this kid at eleven is a better ball handler than. Yeah, oh, Doctor no J, doubt. right? Like no guys doubt. who like had their strengths. Yes, but if you were just going pure skill, yes, in this one category, there's kids now yes. who are like multiples better. Oh, than sure. these immortal players that we yes. saw, you know, or, yes. or know of, right? Yes. And man, I've just been like marveling at how I almost feel like the rate of improvement of skill. It's kind of like I used to just be like Larry Bird had his secret regiment in his backyard. Right, sure. Or Reggie, whatever. Jerry, Rice, Jerry Rice, right? Jerry Rice. His training. And programs. now you can follow yeah. them on Instagram and it's like, oh, I run with a parachute up a hill. Yeah. Like Jerry yeah. Rice did. And I do that every day the rest of my life. Yep. And on it, like, you know, and when I take that parachute off, I'm gonna feel light as the wind. You know? Bro, like, and whatever and the then, secret, you know. And I've had that conversation on social media before where like I I try to um give grace to some things that like uh, from the modern generation because it's very easy to stop and say like the, because of social media and whatnot, the the you know modern generation might be like self-absorbed or the, those kind of self-important, right? I'm not saying that's true, but that's right. that's that's like a, a an attitude that's out there, right? Like a pessimistic attitude, a, sure. a cynical cynical attitude, right? About technology and the modern generation. And I always say like I agree on a bunch of levels, but if I'm completely honest, bro, like if if 14 year old me had access to all this stuff. I'd, right. be record, I'd be recording every time we were out there playing ball. I'd be recording all my drills. I'd be voraciously researching to find new stuff. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s and I find stuff and I think, oh, wow. Like I'll see different drills and different new different, stuff, man. Uh, yeah, it's... concepts in terms of just all kinds of different athletic training, whether it be basketball and shooting or swinging a baseball yeah. bat or whatever these things are. And I'm like, oh, man, footwork stuff for all different sports. And I'm taking mental notes now, let alone if I was neck deep in it, right? Yeah. Like it would be, it would be an obsession of mine, right? So yeah. like I remind myself of that and think like these kids are no different than we were. Like, no. they, you know, they're taking advantage of what they know and what's available to them, which is, you know, uh, exponentially more uh, prolific than what we had, you know? So it's like, a yeah, I mean, it's prolific and it's like magnitudes of complexity. Yes. It's more complex. It's like four generations of progress and like one or two. Yeah. It seems yep. like to me when yep. I see the ability and the drills and the attention to detail yep. and the younger and younger, the kids are that are getting good at it. Yeah. The level they're getting to at younger and younger ages. Yes. It's almost like, I feel like even like back to our generation, like there was more time to figure it out. Sure. Where like by now, like an advanced 10 year old right. is so far advanced that they're training like a professional athlete. Right. Right. Sure. Which is probably why like Steph is so good because he was right. right. His dad sure. was playing. He was at practice. 
Yes. He, the same thing the kids can now see him doing. He was one of the first kids that could see that right. in person. A access to information, right? Access right. to information irrelevant in your relevant, you know, daily life. And things that these kids see um, or that Steph, is, the thing that Steph saw, only he saw. Right. Because only he had access. Sure. And he's now, like, oh, you practice every day. Yeah. Oh, you do a two-hour shooting practice after the game. Yep. That's what the greats do. You know. Yep. Um, I could tell you twenty Kobe stories along those lines. Sure. Right? He's like, yeah, Jordan, same way. Yep. The, the greats of that of that. Yep. Obsessive, obsessive, maniacal drives. Yes. They both had. Yes. But now you're seeing like kids are learning. Oh, that's what it takes. That's what if I want to be a professional basketball player, that's what a professional basketball player does. Yes. And I can see that and mimic that. Right. But man, like it is it is turning out because uh it's working out because I'm seeing these kids that are so young and so talented that I'm like, this guy would be just normal physical advancement, forget skill. Right. 10, 11 year old kids right now. I'm seeing kids that are like ready for college competition. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. They just sure. have mediocre physical. They grow into their body slightly. It's like yep. already amazing talent. So um, it's pretty cool to see like the, the way this information is getting passed around at like light speed and all these sort of hacks and right. tips. And maybe it creates like chaos and a background of noise. You have to filter through it. Like in our industry, for sure. I feel like people are lost. Right. And searching and confused and there are just so many outlets and philosophies sure. and source information that people are like overwhelmed of course um but you know i think if you have an open mind and, and don't look for like again like an absolute you know shortcut yes and the one thing that's in common about all these kids is the reps right sure. like you said like we talk about like the hours it's not beyond like the philosophy of reps. It's that's it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it is sure. repetition. It's getting the, the right information. Okay. This is how you do something and then perfecting it, you know, right. but the, yeah. the one common thing are the reps. I think that's so much more important than um, a gu guiding principle, a life hack, Sure. You know, all these things that are sold and packaged, yes. a silver bullet. You know what yes. I mean? Like, yes. um, well, you know, we call, we say all the time, they're supplements for a reason because they're supplementing a process. They're not like the process, the solution. Um, they're, they're like your good friend driving shotgun right. while you're trying to get somewhere. Right. You know what right. I mean? But you That's still got to make the, you still got to drive. They're just tools. They're tools to empower, yeah. right? And the tool, the tool is only as valuable as the the craftsman who holds it, right? And and yep. their intent. And you know, but and and that was one of the other things that you know stands out to me about this entire thing is is also like it's not only the it's not only right the access to the information, right? But it's almost the understanding of what's possible, yep. right? And I, I relate it to the gym often, right? Where um, I feel like at certain points, um, tech, technology has advanced so fast in the past 20 years, right? That all it's brought all these things along with them that you're talking about, this, this 
tremendous progress, right? This tremendous progression. And in that same way, I feel like these kids seeing what's out there, what's possible, what the next guy is doing resets how they think about what they're capable of. Yep. And then it changes their own expectations and perceptions about what can be done and what, what they can do. And I think about, um, you know, they, they talk about the breaking the four minute mile. Right. And yep. how like that had never happened. And then Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile. And then I want to say within the year, a bunch of people, several, uh, several athletes, several runners went and broke that, that Tony Hawk's 900. Right. Right. You know, exactly. Now exactly. you have kids who care like, Oh, I can watch all of Tony Hawk's. Right. Uh, everything he's ever done. Right. Hey, a perfect example. Just go back to basketball dunkers. Right. I sure. guess. Oh, oh, that's see a perfect, video. Example. perfect example. I'm not saying like the dunk contest is as good as like Nick no. and Jordan and stuff no, like no, that, but no. still but different. I get hit with like a random dunk video yep. where I'm like, that's the, probably the best dunk I've ever seen or the most difficult dunk I've ever seen. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a possibility. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like once a week, I see a dunk better than the last week's dunk. Right. No, of course. It's like, and, yeah. and I, of course. And I see, you know, so, so many of these things happen, right? And and it's happening in in real time. And and like you're saying, like you see a guy, a ball player you've never heard of or a young ball player, he's 15 years old, doing a dunk yep. that would have won the NBA dunk contest, right? 30 yep. years ago. And you're yep. like, or even 20 years ago, right? And you're like, how is that even possible? And I think it's possible because these kids now see what they're capable of and uh or what others are capable of and it resets how they see themselves and i think there's like a valuable lesson there i think there's a valuable lesson there you know it's all about perspective like kevin garnett came in at seven feet basically yep but played a little like, like a guard, guard times sure, sure. and now you see Wembenyama, and it's like yep. you know they they wouldn't even let Wembenyama. No, become what he is no. skill wise. No, they wouldn't let him. When we were know, growing up, he would have never been allowed to handle the ball on the perimeter. Or never be left out of the lane. You'd never be allowed to come out. You know, out of the lane. You know. Yeah, go down there, big man. The Run basket. down there and stand under the hoop, big man. Yep, yep. On both sides, both ends. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's it. Get yep. out of the way. Yep. Um. Yeah, man, it's crazy. There's kind of, it's kind of like been exponential. I've just been noticing it lately. Just unbelievable skill of the youth. You know, I, they course. get a bad rap, but yeah, uh, I always have faith in them to figure it out. These things balance out over time. Yeah, of course. Of course. All things being equal, but uh, yeah, man, I think like the philosophy of reps is something else no, that it just sure. like hammered home. You know, it's like, oh, I, like you say, like you see his kid, you're like, how long? Like he didn't just born with natural nope. talent. He put in a million dribbles you right. know, in his and, backyard. And you only more than you, that. And, and it becomes so apparent to you the, the closer you are to just being philosophically aligned in that way. Right. And like, you know, just the idea of like sort of paying your dues. And when you see someone with mastery of something, one of the things that always gives me pause and makes me immediately respectful of that person is th that I know the time that it took to get there, man. Like, yeah. Wow. And like, I automatically respect you. And then, so then you apply that to, to a young person and see them be that skilled. And you think, wow, like they've been doing this, you do the math. You're like, man, you, the kid's been handling the ball like that for five years, but he's only 12. Like that means he's been doing that for seven. You know, it's like, it's, 
since he was seven and you're like blown away. I, I saw a video the other day of, uh, of Jalen Brunson right. um, training with his dad. There's another Jalen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Whose dad was a star player or probably when Jalen was around yeah. the time Jalen was the man, right? Yeah. But you see uh, uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, like it's got to be, you know, 20 years ago, right? 15 years ago, 18 years ago, like out on a, uh, like a, a playground in the middle of the summer, it looks like it's a million degrees with his dad and his dad's kind of putting him through drills and he looks miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and the idea behind the video was like, kind of like how life comes full circle and like it was him scoring 50 the other night when his dad being there. And it's like, yeah, where, where those days, you know, those miserable days on the court with his dad kind of like pushing him through these drills, like what that manifests itself as paying dues uh, and collecting crazy. That's the whole crazy. idea behind the Inspiring. phrase. Paying dues. That's it. <laughs> That's yeah, it. you put it into the pot, and then you yep. take more out later. Yep, that's the idea. <laughs> that's the idea. That's the awesome. Idea. No, it's it's amazing. It's inspiring for sure. Uh, so speaking of reps, what have you been up to lately in the gym? Well, you know, man, what's interesting is like you know I was going to talk about that uh, because I there's something that I had noticed recently, right? I've been like a little bit under the weather this past week. Mm -hmm. um, but instead of taking time off, I still trained, and I thought to myself, wow, you know what's really interesting is that like. That um, is, you know, I guess in one way, it's an extension of like your your own personal like regimentation and discipline that you stay with it, even if you're not 100%, right? But then another thing that I noticed was like, one of the reason, reasons I do work out in, when I'm under the weather is because it's one of the things that makes me feel better, right? Right. Um, just meaning, uh, you know, not just mentally or, you know, uh, psychologically or emotionally or whatever, but just the idea of like, getting up and moving around a little bit and getting blood flowing sort of uh, just uh, helps to mitigate some of the symptoms of when you're sick. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought about it and I thought like, um, like, for example, I did back uh, the, this morning and, you know, like I wasn't just not, not fully capable of like a grueling back workout in terms right. of like he heavy training and heavy rows and deadlifts or anything like that. Right. So I just basically did like a lot of, sets of pull downs with different grips right so like certainly like nothing impressive nothing uh instagram worthy in terms of the workout right but what i did do and the, the frame of mind that i've gotten myself in about those specific workouts is, is simple it's that something is better than nothing right and i could easily blow this workout off and not do anything but if I do do it, one, it sort of reinforces my attitudes about myself and who I am and the fact that I, I try to get it done no matter what. And then two, um, it, like I said, getting some blood flowing and, and whatnot just makes me feel better. So why not do that? Right. Um, and I thought to myself, like, wow, this really applies to training in general. Right. Because there are going to be many days for all of us when you're under not under the weather you're distracted you have other things going on you know uh a million a million different good valid excuses for why you might not be able to get your workout in that day right All right but you do it anyway and even if it's not some sort of banner day right or some workout that looks really amazing on paper or anything you still went you got that workout done and you still are the guy who got it in and yep. like that has value. It has value in terms of your own perception of yourself. And I think it has value in terms of your health in general as well. Right. And the thought Absolutely. that like, we don't have to be all or nothing, right? Like if 
you find yourself in a situation where you're on limited time or you're on limited sleep or you only have access to limited equipment or whatever the, the obvious limiting factors are. But you don't let those discourage you and you still get something done anyway. Like you're a champion, man. And like you're doing better than a lot of. You do that more times than not. You're going to be in a good spot. Yes. 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 Yeah. You know? So that was so that was just it was just like more of a philosophical thing. So like, yeah, like so I, I did a back workout and um, I could have easily not done one, but I did do, do one. I did get one done and I'm glad I did, you know, and 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 I feel like it's one of those things that we can all kind of do and remind ourselves of when we're in that situation that, hey, man, you know, getting something done here is better than nothing. Let me make the best of it with with what capacity I have currently. And, yep. and, 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 you know, move onward from there until, you know, tomorrow will be a better day, but at least I checked that box today. So awesome. Um, yeah. So that's it, man. I've been a little under the weather, so I, I found a way to make it work and, and I got it done and I'm glad I did. Well, you inspire me, dude. Cause I'm a little under the weather. I did wake up. I took advice today, but I didn't work out. Yeah. 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 But I'm going to, I'm going to get it in when we're done here. No, okay. man. And, and, you know, like it, it's, it's, it, it's unavoidable this time of year. You know, I was at the supermarket the other day and I bumped into a, a buddy of mine who's a coach and uh, he's, his wife is a, a teacher, an art teacher in the school district that the girls are in. And, uh, you know, they have a, a few kids. And he's like, man, I went to the store because everybody's sick at home. <laughs> he's like, yep. so I had to get out. <laughs> and he's like, uh, but it's like, you know, he's, he's like, my wife's sick. My kids are sick. He's like, I haven't felt great. He's like, but I, so I, I at least got out, went to the store, got some fresh air. He had like the one kid who was healthy with them. And yeah. he's like, and he's like, you know, and I thought to myself, man, like, you know, everybody is dealing with this this time of year to some degree. Yeah. And, and as you talked about, like, you know, um, uh, just people maybe being more susceptible right now, you know, based on a hundred factors over the past couple of years. And it's like, you know, uh, it's almost unavoidable that you're going to wake up and one day and not feel great physically. And it's like, okay, how do you handle that? How do you handle that? That's most productive. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think like positive. even just checking in and going through the motions on a workout is better than not doing it. Man, it's so true. Even if and you're it, like yeah. sitting on the bench. Right. <laughs> right, right, sure. Or just getting to the gym, you know, obviously if you're sick, don't go to the gym. But you know what I mean? Like No, of course. Um, you know, if if you're just beat up because of the weather change yeah. and the weather dipping, yeah, sure. and you're Stress because you're buying gifts and the cost of all that and all that kind of extra holiday all, stress all and traveling. Valid. All very valid, you know, of course. But if you can find the time, which anybody listening to this probably regularly makes the time, um, stick to it and just go through the motions. You know what I mean? Like just show up like we talk about all the time, man. Yeah, like man. just showing up is a huge part of the equation. It's and it's the, the equation so you much- have the most control over. So much of you the know. victory, so much of the victory is to be found there. You know, so much yep. of the victory is to be found in, in simply in the act of showing up, and how like almost once you show up, the rest is almost kind of details from that point forward, right? The rest is like almost an afterthought. Like uh, the rest uh, will will um, you know sort of reveal itself and sort itself out. But did you get there? Did you get there? Did you make that effort? Now that you've done that, you're already over like the biggest challenge. Right. Yep. And it's like, okay, so at this point, like it's only positive from here, you know, and it's like, then that's a, it's a good frame of mind to be in. And, and, uh, and it's, it's when, when I find myself not feeling a hundred percent for whatever reason, uh, 
I'll take those little victories. You know, I'll take those little victories and they, and they, they, they add up in a way that's significant to me, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now speaking of just showing up. Yeah. I hope my teams show up. I hope the Dolphins show up. Man, what a wild I got a feeling. Team. I don't feel, you know, I'll tell you one team I have a jinx. We're going to test the jinx. Yes. I okay. figured out how to test the jinx. Okay. It's going to take a couple of weeks, but right. one team, and I said it like a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't taken my eye off them. I've been convinced they're not out of it. Right. And that was the Buffalo Bills. Yes. Right. They were like six and six. But like I said on the cast, the previous cast, they had beaten their opponents by like a combined over 100 points, point differential on the season. Right. They whooped the Dolphins earlier in the year. Right. Right now they're two games back of the Dolphins. Right. And they still play each other. Right. And the Dolphins, other than them, play the Cowboys and the Ravens. Right. Okay. So it's totally conceivable that the Bills win the division still. No, for sure. And the Dolphins right now are like a two seed flirting with the one seed. They could beat Baltimore and be the one seed. Sure. They could lose to Buffalo and be the six seed. In fact, they haven't even clinched the playoff spot yet. So, you know. Seems unthinkable, right? It seems unthinkable. Unless you're a Dolphins fan or, you know, Raider. You could throw in all of the teams that haven't won Super Bowls the last 20 years. Like we're all suffering together and used to in the NFL. When things are going well, they usually turn. Yes. Other than like the a couple of franchises that have been dynasties. It's true. You know, like I think of dirt and like the Falcons. Yeah, for sure. They had the Patriots beat. Nope. Yep. And you think like, oh, that maybe they'll have the another shot. Like, no, nope, that was teams the, ever. Yeah. Yep. Nope. That's the end of that team. You never yep. get another chance. Yep. You know, I think of like young Marino. Oh, for sure. There. And you think and he lost to the Niners times. in Montana, and they're like, He'll yeah, be he'll back, be back a dozen times. Yeah. Never sure. went back again. Yeah. Yeah. Never even sniffed it, really. Well, you know, which I, is the, crazy. The Raiders and with so, the tuck rule. The Raiders with the tuck rule. Then they managed right. to get back there the next year and get blown out and just never recovered. By you the know, same coach. Like, like it's yep. crazy. Yep. Um, and so it 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 would be be totally in line with all of that. Yeah. For me, for the Dolphins to find a way. To just totally shit the bed here, y'all, dude. I get it. I it would totally be totally. It. And I know why. And I like know the, why you think that way. I, I understand why you're. Thinking I would that. almost think it's like the Vegas betting odds, right? Would be, you know, like yep. if I never bet against my team, but if anyone else out there wants to make money, go see what the odds are that you could get on like the Bills winning the AFC East. Right, right. You probably right. get like twenty to one or something. Right, of course. And it's really like two to one. Well, <laughs> it, it's funny because, right, It's and it, that's like an example of like one of those teams. And I often like, I'm not giving credit to necessarily coaching in this instance, but it's just reminiscent of this, right? Because you know yeah. you know that they have uh, skill players at important positions, right? And have been groomed over the course of a couple of years to win. And they struggled. Yep. Right? And they struggled. And um, you think to your, and it reminds me of like college basketball sometimes where a team will, I, I always think of Michigan State and Izzo. Yeah. Where a team will like have kind of like a mediocre regular season and then sort of catch their stride at like mid-February. Yep. And then all of a sudden they gel at tournament time and they win the title. <laughs> right. And it's like, and, and it's like, well, they were, they had those good players at the beginning of the season when they were struggling, but they yeah. just like weren't on the same page or they weren't healthy 
Or, no, they win the first round game, and now you're like, watch out. Yeah, <laughs> right, like, exactly. Like and UConn like, is now like that to me, where I feel like for sure, for sure, if they're a four seed and they yep. win their first round game, you're like, yep. they could win it all. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, and and I feel like the Bills are kind of that team, but the the league, you know, they say the phrase any given Sunday. I'm sure we said it on the cast before. Yeah. But man, oh man, like you know, back to the Raiders, right? Like, have you ever seen anything like losing three nothing? Oh yeah, and dude. Then, I put on. I dude. I I like. I did a double take yeah. after the three nothing game. Yeah. Like, we recorded that cast. Yes. So you tell yes. me that. And then I look, and it was like forty two <laughs> to nothing at halftime. At halftime. Yeah. Forty two nothing at halftime. They I, won sixty three twenty one or whatever. And this is in a season, and it would be even more insane if the if the Dolphins hadn't scored seventy points earlier this year. But yeah. dude, forty two nothing at halftime. Your all time record was forty five nothing like fifty years ago, right? Right. Forty two nothing at halftime. Uh, they scored 63 points. The week prior, they they lost 3 nothing. <laughs> it's like, how is that even possible? They're averaging 30-something you know? points a game for those two weeks. I know. I know. Like, it's how crazy. is that even possible? And, like, there's little things, too. Like, I might have said it to you. I'm like, well, you know, even in a game where you lose 3 nothing, the defense played pretty fucking good, right? It's like, you know, that, that obviously was the case in this next game where they're, like, all fired up and pissed off and they come out like that on fire. But it's like, like, if you – there is zero percent chance that you would have watched that Vikings game where they lose three nothing, and somebody would have told you that they would have scored sixty three points the next week. You would have said it's not. There's zero percent chance that happened. Zero. Well, you reverse changed them. Zero. You're like they scored three, then they went and scored. Yeah, I think we're we got our thumb on the scale here, dude. We that's just need to fine tune it. That's what it is. That's exactly. So what I'm it is. I'm 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 squadcast jinxing. Okay. I'm going to say the Bills can keep winning and the Dolphins will keep losing. I mean, you know. And now if the Dolphins rip off some victories here against the competition they're about to play, we'll have confirmation, in my opinion. Is Tyreek healthy? He's healthy enough. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, they need him to be the best player in the world. They do. To to win these kind of games. For sure they do. For sure they do. Um, He's such such an insane weapon. It's like. He's got to be healthy to be able to for for them to for them to be their best selves. He's got to be healthy. He changes the whole offense and defense, man. Very much so. Um, let me see if I can find out here if he's healthy. No updates that are current enough for me to uh, hang my hat on because he's always a non-participant. Not always, but often is deemed like a non-participant in practice. Right. right. So you never know if that's because he can't play next week or if they're just letting him chill. Right, right. So it's going to be tough. We'll see. Right. Obviously, they're going to need him, but we're testing the jinx theory. We're going to test it out. I know. Well, I'm, proof. I'm, I'm 100% in on hoping that whatever – the reverse jinx that I'm capable of with the Raiders uh, continues. If we can continue that trend in whatever direction, I got up. I'm going to put the Bills on the cover of the cast episode okay. this week. Okay, it's like yes. the Madden cover. Yes, and you know, I, one one of the things that I'll always come back to, right, is the thought that like um, when we were kids, the Bills got to the Super Bowl four years in a row, and they were thinking about that team the other day. Like a lot of people because like, uh, it was Bills Cowboys. And I was thinking, yeah. like, uh, it's a Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, the talent in that oh. game. 
on both sides of the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. It's like two For Pro sure. Bowl teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how many All-Famers probably total in that game? You know, Especially at the skill positions, oh, dude. Yeah. It was both wide receivers. Yep. Or four, all four wide receivers. Yep. Both running backs, both yep. quarterbacks. Yep. D linemen, offensive linemen. Defensive players. Linebackers. Yep. You know. Crazy. Like, you know, like the Bills team, they had guys like Cornelius Bennett and stuff who would be like, like our Hall of Famers. Daryl Talley, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Even on the, uh, they have a, a whatchamacallit, the uh, Don Beebe, a Pro Don Bowl yeah, yeah, yeah. specialty. Yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Just jacked. Yeah, Jack really teams, insane teams, and like I, you know, you think back to like how absurd it is that the Bills got to the Super Bowl four years in a row, and that there's people whose world perspective on them is that they're losers. All right, no, no, their world perspective in general suggests them that the <laughs> the Bills are losers, and I'm like, these are this is a Hall of Fame team, the team just overloaded with Hall of Famers that got to the pinnacle of the sport and played for the championship four years in a row. Like one of the great teams of all time. And it's like so sad and unfortunate that they never actually got that. Missed the field goal. Uh, but, oh, dude, crazy. They got Ray Finkled, dude. And it was what? It was the Cowboys. It was the Giants. Did they lose to the Niners? Like, what, who were those losses to? But, like, they lost to amazing teams, too, you know? It's like They lost to the um, Jess Hostetler Giants. Okay. They lost to uh, Aikman. Quarterback. Phil Sims got hurt, and Hostetler came in in 90. Yep. He was a backup quarterback who came in for the starter and led the team to a Super Bowl. Was that the year, Sco, where the Niners and the Giants were both 10-0 and and played on Monday Night Football? I I believe so. But it was like an epic thing. It was an epic thing. And I think Phil Sims got Okay. Mauled, right? Yeah, yeah. At some point he got was it? that season. Montana. And then, then Hostetler came that in. LT mauled. Carried them. I don't know. I got like memories bleeding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know uh, into each other. But, yeah, I, I remember if... when Sims or Montana got like killed by LT. Right, right yeah. I, I do um, remember, I remember the Giants being 10 and 0, playing the Niners on Monday Night Football. And then here's their opponents. Might have been the Hostetler year that Hostetler won the won the Super Bowl for him. Pretty crazy. They lost by a point to the Hostetler team. Then they lost to the Redskins. That was uh, Mark Rippian, sure. I believe. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, 92. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. And then they lost 93 and 94 to Aikman and the Cowboys back oh, to so back. Back to back years. Wow. And it was Leon Lett, right? Was that Leon Lett running into, running into the end zone and Don yep. tracked him down, right? Yep, that, the lone highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got killed in '93, fifty-two to seventeen, and then wow. lost thirty to thirteen the next year. Wow. So Those Cowboys. They never got. Cl- they never won. They lost by one point the first time, and then lost, lost, lost after that. Brutal. Those, those Cowboys teams are tough too. Oh yeah, as good as they get. Insane, insane. Yep, back to back. Let, well, Did they win um, three in a row? No. Larry Allen. We're all over the place here. We are all over the place, but the Larry the Larry Allen viral video on on uh, on um, Instagram. If you've come across it, I might have sent it to you. That the play where where uh, where there's an interception against the Saints and like a linebacker yep. oh, yeah, takes yeah, off yeah, down yeah. the sideline, and Larry Allen's like three hundred. The offensive lineman catches him. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Him down. Insane freak. Insane freak. 
like what still still the most like a 600 pound bencher and still like the most reps with 225 i think ever aikman did win three because remember they won back to back then they lost then they got dion right and they won another one right 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 with the different 93 right? 94 and 96 there, there was a jimmy johnson and then um Oklahoma God, who was the second Barry coach switzer. barry switzer correct yeah. nice Nice. Good job there. Thank you. I can on you to remember names. <laughs> All oh, right. Man. Speaking of names. Yes. This has been named the best segment. Wow. In, in the history of podcasting. podcast history. Fact. Now. The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. From Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the table. Colossal Give it up. Quarter the pound bowl burgers. of cereal. 115 breakfast. A couple sixers and wow. like Eight donuts. Okay. Reese's Pops are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. They're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried toenails. It's a pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg roll. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Snack again. The food cast. All right. Yes. Finishing strong here. Of course, as always. I feel like you've got something really special to tell me. Oh, man. Okay, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. It is holiday vortex time, so there's like a lot of stuff, a lot of delicious eatings, but they all kind of blend into one another. So I'm trying to think of what something I had that was epic. Um... All right, I'll give you this. It was, it was, uh, you know, nothing crazy, but um, there was a boxed brownie that Tara made, that Tara baked, like just kind of like a, a, you know, quick thing that she made. But it was a Reese's brownie. Um, so it was like a, it was like a really good, like traditional, you know, um, you know, Betty Crocker type brownie, but a good one, but with peanut butter chips in it. And peanut butter chips are like highly underrated. If you ever encountered anything with a peanut butter chip, there's something about the taste and consistency of like a chocolate chip, but it tastes like peanut butter. That's oh, yeah. amazing. So yeah. So in in a inside of like a really good like sort of dark chocolate Betty Crocker brownie were Reese's chips, and they were really good, especially like a la mode with some ice cream. It's pretty awesome. That was like the nice. Sunday, Sunday night dessert, and it was it was pretty epic. Sounds um, so in terms of dirtiest things I've eaten, that's that's the one that leaps to mind. That's the one that leaps to mind. If if not, you know, if not the most uh, exotic, still pretty awesome. What do you? Oh, got? sorry, the holidays are coming. Oh, there yeah. will be uh, more plenty brewing. Of time for that. Plenty of time. For I know that. there's plenty on deck. Yes. Uh, mine is a clear. There's a clear cut winner. For me. Okay. <laughs> like, All right. I was Easy like, enough. let me think. What did? Oh yeah, shit. Right. Um. I was in my old stomping grounds in Queens nice. uh, this past weekend visiting oh, wow. friends for the holidays. Beautiful. And uh, there's a Tex-Mex place there, right? Mm. There's no one in the world that I would recommend this to. Okay. Like it is not, I'm not going to be like, dude, you got to have this. You got to try this. You got to find this. I understand what you're talking about. Go it ahead. is yeah, the yeah. grimiest. I can't call it authentic cuisine. Okay. It's like if a Chinese food takeout place did Tex-Mex. All right, well, here, here, just just so everybody knows, define Tex-Mex and how Tex-Mex is different than, say, traditional Mexican cuisine. What is implied by the Tex in Tex-Mex? That it's, like, sort of Americanized Mexican food? I view, like, when I say Tex-Mex, I think, like, 
Like Taco Bell's Tex-Mex. Tex -Mex. Okay. To me. Okay. Like but very is, gringo. Right. Reverse. Right. But what you're it, referring to would be like mom and pop style Tex-Mex. Not mass Yes. Tex -Mex. This is not a big chain like Taco right. Bell. This would be like the first Taco Bell. Right. Okay. <laughs> and like, but everything else, similar quality of ingredients. Sure, sure. Um, Again, people are like, "Why did you eat this?" Like, right, why? Right, right. But why, why, for whatever reason, so it yes. it owns a place in my heart. Yeah. I like circled the date on the calendar wow. to get the Tex Mex as much to see my old friends. Of like, course, well, it, it is your it is your old friend. I, I the Tex Mex is the Tex Mex is an old friend. It is an old friend. Yeah, it's comfort. <laughs> I literally brought a cooler with me. I had wow. a whole plan. Wow. Oh yeah, there were like logistics. Oh man, involved. So impressive. Uh, I got a pile of it. I can't get it anywhere else yep. in the world. Yeah, it's like one of a kind. I like sure. again, like Taco Bell would kind of be close to it, but I don't sure. think it's like anywhere near it. So sure. to me, like the, the Tex-Mex category is like, all right, what's authentic Mexican food? And someone tried to like ruin it, or right. just like someone tried to remake it with no loyalty towards it. What's right towards <laughs> just, the right? Ethnic oh, words. I put to this. I put this in. I put this in yeah, and yeah. just totally disregarded any guiding principles. How does Kaylee feel about it? Did she eat some? Oh, no, she's not touching. No. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, to okay. her, so no. it's got no no special place in her heart. Oh, I'm describing it very accurately. Okay. And it would make no one else. I could. I would never be like, dude, you got to have some of this. Oh, There's just something about the way they, whatever their meat is soaking oh. in all day. Well, I get it. It just sings to me. You know, it's Bro. like. The same way that like like grade school lunchroom cafeteria pizza isn't good. Sure, sure, sure. But there's people who like if I showed them a picture of that right now with salivate and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man, what I wouldn't give, bro. It's got I, the same kind of thing going on, bro. It's it's you know there's For certain me. there's certain Scranton pizza that it's what makes me think of it because it's like if I explain to someone what was in it, they're like, oh, well, it's got it's got to have like fancy ingredients and stuff like that. Yeah. No, 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 no the opposite. <laughs> The right. least fancy possible greens. Like, oh, right, right. But it's like a really nice place. Oh, no, no, no. It's a, it's a total dump. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, exactly that. But it's my favorite fucking thing in the world. And you're going to have to wrap your yeah. mind around that. And that's kind of like what it is. Real, real quick story, right? So I was in Connecticut at Montanary Brothers Gym a couple years back. Yeah. And one, one of the, and I, you know, Connecticut's revered in certain circles for be, so having some of the best pizza in the country, right? Um, like a, yep. around uh, what is it, Bristol or Hartford? What, what the one one section of Connecticut most especially is revered for great pizza, right? They've got like a few legendary yep. pizza spots that have been there for like fifty years, seventy five years, whatever. Absolutely, right? dude. So I'm I'm talking to the one brother about about um about his pizza recommendation because I'm like I got to get some on my way back home, uh because I've been away for two days. I got to get some on my way back, and he's telling me about the different places and what each has going for him. It's like uh. Uh, Frank Pepe's, I think, is the one, and Sally's is another one. There's yep. Modern's, another one. And he stops and he's like, "Here, here's the deal. Here's my favorite. All right." He's like, "But, but here's the thing, and this is going to sound kind of gross, and a lot of people don't like it." He's like, "But with their cheese, they mix in American." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That's what I grew up on, and it's the best shit ever. And unless you know it and like it and have experienced it, you can't understand." Yep. I'm like, so no, no, yep. I get it. And I'm in which place is that? That's where I'm going. So like, it's one nice. of those things. So it's one of those things. There's definitely people out there with that same Tex-Mex experience that you have who like, 
when you're talking about the marinated meat and the like the shitty materials, they're like, oh, it reminds me of this place and it's my favorite. It's a dump, but it's my favorite. Yeah, dude, if anyone knows, if anyone's experienced that and can point me in the direction of one, uh, I'm interested. Closer than Queens. Doesn't matter closer what. Closer than Queens, right? I Closer than Queens. I mean, I'll take any. I feel right. like there's only like so, it's only got so many more months and years in it. There right, used to sure, be two sure. of these locations. Now there's one. Oh, shit. It's a dwindling, it's a dwindling art. Subpar food with inferior ingredients is a dwindling <laughs> art. I'm trying to keep it alive. Oh man. It's, you're doing it though. You did it though. You made you made your, your I'm keeping it alive, but you not myself. Your, you paid your tithe at the church, man. You did it. You did Whew, it. I made my contribution. They gotta yes. keep the lights on. So oh, it's beautiful. We'll see. But that's that that is uh, the slam dunk dirtiest thing I've eaten. Max Max in quite some time. I want some. I mean dude, as a as like a, a homemade taco, you know, extraordinaire who just like eat, we could eat tacos every night easily. Yep. And often does and to my to my my daughter's chagrin, will often be completely comfortable having tacos four nights in a row, no problem. Um hell yes. I hear Tex-Mex and I hear the what's going on and I hear the components of said Tex-Mex and I'm like, oh, I'm in. That's right on my own. Right on my own. That's why we're brothers. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd maybe I'd maybe say you could maybe like it. You'd okay. be on a very short list. You could maybe like it. Yes, yes. You yes. could speed right through all the red flags that would make oh, others for stop. Sure. For sure. I could, be, <laughs> I could be in denial right through all of it. That's it. No doubt. All right. Well, have a... Uh, Clean, dirty eating holiday festivities. This is yes. our last um, recorded cast yes, pre holidays. So, yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody out there. Happy, hope Festivus. you get everything you wanted for Christmas. Merry Liftmas, yes, to those engaged in such activities. Get those workouts in around the holidays, right? Christmas Eve workout, Christmas workout. If you can get it in, get it in. Absolutely. Time, and we're still doing it. some make giveaways on uh, Instagram. So check those out if you guys have a chance. Yes, Free stuff. Will. 10 days of G Code Christmas. That's it. Hell yeah, and we man. got some crazy stuff coming, but we're not going to talk about that oh, yet. Getting, getting close. It's getting very close. That's it. Hell keep yeah, an eye, keep your eyes peeled. Hell All right, yeah. dude. All right, brother. Good time. Good talk talk to you soon. All right, bro. Peace. Peace. Peace.